You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello and welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast, something a little bit different. You and me sat together in person and also for a long time fans remember that this is the same place that we filmed the first episode of the podcast. Where it all began. Where it all began. Ash was here then, not me, and I was sat down there on the floor eating frazzles, I think. The dog was a lot slimmer back The dog was a lot slimmer. Let himself go. <laughs> Let himself go. He's literally sat right here on the floor, so hopefully he's well behaved. Why did we go all the way down to Cornwall to film a podcast when we could have done it on, on the internet? It seemed too much faff to get... We wanted to do a special podcast for get out of 1982, and it seemed too much faff to get four of them together yeah. in a room in Birmingham, and I'd have to book the room. Might have to pay. We might have to pay for the room. Yeah. There'd probably be a little bit of... Um, your fat dog licking me here. Um, <laughs> Sit down, please. I think me and Stanley, I think... It is Stanley, isn't it? It is Stanley, yeah. I think I've lost weight and he's gained weight. <laughs> I think we always have to be the same weight collectively. <laughs> so I'm always worried a little bit that we have plans and then somebody will cry off at the last minute yeah. for, for whatever reason. And we'd already got a captive audience in terms of... And we've already got four European Cup winners already, already captured because they, they'd committed to going down to Cornwall. I think the biggest mistake that I made, and I'm not saying it is a mistake, because we had a great time, as we're going to tell you about it in a bit, but the yeah. biggest mistake I made was thinking, they're bound to be doing something in Northfield <laughs> or in Stourbridge, aren't they? Yeah. In a few weeks' time, they're going to be on tour relentlessly. I mean, we'll talk about this properly, but the, one of my highlights of the trip was when we turned up at this rugby club where the four legends were doing a question and answer session. <laughs> we wanted to make sure it just ran smoothly logistically and stuff like that and uh, we thought it was going to be this little quiet private room and then we get there and there's a hundred drunk <laughs> drunk rugby fans singing I want to go home and, I'm thinking, uh, yeah, and Dad's thinking I want to go home as well but all's well that ends well I think um, yeah. by the time this goes out you'll have obviously edited yes. and made the final product look slick uh, fingers crossed <laughs> But yeah, I thought it, I thought it was really, really interesting. It's, it's the most time I've ever spent with you. Yeah, in yeah, my entire a, we life. Had good, we had a good chat, didn't yeah. we? In, in the car on the, on the trip down. I'll tell you what. So I was filming. Obviously, you know, I was filming all, all through the weekend. Uh, little bits of setting up and car journey down, that kind of stuff. So let's rewind. I'm trying to do this in my head because the timeline is a mess. Tony Morley and, and Sid Cowan's turn up and just kind of like sit down and chat to us as if they're mates. And obviously it's before my time, even the, the 1982 European Cup's before your time even. Yeah. You kind of speak to them all the time, your phone book's full of people, but to spend time with them like that is still special. They're just normal blokes, yeah. aren't they? Normal blokes who, you know, had magic in their, magic in their boots you know, went to the kind of pinnacle of club football and didn't really carry any kind of ego. I don't know how to say this without like being offensive, but do you get like bored of, of talking about it? It's 40 years. Like, yeah. As much as we're making a big deal for the 40th, Villa fans talk about it on the 39th and the 38th and the 30, 37th anniversary. Yeah. And he kind of said, well, if we hadn't have achieved what we'd achieved, people would kind of just have forgetting, forgotten about us by now and no one's interested in Tony Morley who played... X amount of games for Villa but didn't really win anything. The fact that they did what they did 40 years later, we're still chatting to them and that that is still special to them, I think. I mean, me and Tony Morley, I met him a, a, a few times, interviewed him a few times, been to a couple of events, but he kind of greeted me like a kind of long, you know, I think he, I think he said, oh, you've lost some weight, fatty, or something, something <laughs> like that, and gave, gave me a hug, which was, which was nice, but... <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> we obviously sat down with them and we're in this beef eater next to Truro Premier Inn 
Um, Good on your wings. It was like being out for for dinner with your nan, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. it was like you, if you went went out with your nan and nan and her friends <laughs> while they were deciding what to order off the menu. Oh, so yeah. they're just sit, sitting there, like, and we, we're on a really tight schedule. Thinking we've got to get to this this room before the main event on the night. We need an hour and a half, an hour to make sure we've got a good chance of settling them down. And they're just like. They are like some old folk at the seaside, yeah. which is exactly what they were. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> their Q and A, the Cornwall Lions, who were good to us, to be fair, to yeah. try and get that in. That, where we kind of piggybacked on their event, yeah. and they were starting at half six. So we said, if we get there at five, that gives us ninety minutes to kind of have everything ready and, and film and, and pack up, get out of the way and, and leave. So I'm looking at my watch, thinking like it's three o'clock now. So if we get there at four, that gives me half an hour to get all this stuff sorted and test it all out. That's probably all right. And they're going, oh, you know what, should we have some food then before we go? And it's like, I know that I've just driven four hours, but in my head I'm thinking, we've got to do this podcast, like, this is more important. And they're going, oh, steak and ale pie, that sounds good. And fish and chips, Gordon, fish and chips? And he's going, oh, yeah, fish and chips, that, that sounds good. Sounds good to me. And the watch just comes over and goes, oh, by the way, gents, there's no fish today. So I'm thinking, as much as we both had a laugh about it, I'm thinking, oh, I just spent 20 minutes deciding on fish and Yeah, but then there's another 10 minutes over whether they could still order the salmon. <laughs> yeah, Whether yeah. salmon, does salmon class as fish? Doing stuff online, if, you know, if you push it back half an hour, you just, nothing's affected, you, you just log onto your laptop slightly later. This event had a deadline that they, we had to be out of there by half six, so the longer it takes them to order fish and chips, the less time we get to speak to them. It's one of them ones where we've hijacked the event. Yeah, I know. So we can't be, we can't be calling the shots, but equally to make it worth our while to we've get, get bit, the podcast that we need and the video yeah. that we need, we've got to have, have it happen on schedule. Yeah. And it's just one of those ones where we had to use our charm. The benefits of going to do something like this in person is the stuff that comes with it you don't get that kind of experience when you just say oh yeah log on to this link at six o'clock and yeah you chat for half an hour and they disappear it's that personable thing that you get with doing stuff like this in person and it was i think worth it's like going on safari rather than going to the zoo <laughs> i Is think it? sid and tony are having did what did they have beef lasagna in the lasagna, end or? yeah then dennis mortimer just strolls yeah, past yeah he's like, oh there's 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 dennis there he's, he's walking along and he's got his big white beard, and I think uh, I think Tony Morley says, "Oh, he's like Captain Birdseye. Perhaps he can get us some fish or something, some some such nonsense." So, and, and to be fair, like again, you, the thing you don't get with when you're doing it over streamer and stuff is, first of all, you wouldn't have had them together, and we'll talk about the podcast in a second. But that kind of that chemistry between them, but that little kind of pre-chat, as much as I'm nervous about getting set up, I know that once we do get going. They've obviously got, a, I mean, they're obviously friends, but they've yeah. obviously got a report on the day, there's chemistry, they're joking yeah. around and stuff. So I'm kind of also thinking, the sooner we get them, the sooner we start, yeah. the more good stuff we can capture yeah. for, for the podcast. So we've got three of them in Truro. We know that three of them are definitely in Cornwall, so we know that it's game on to a degree. <laughs> true, yeah. So the, the phone's been passed around with various people speaking to Alan Evans about what time we should be there. I end up taking, taking the phone, phone, I think it's Tony Morley's mobile, and saying to Alan Evans, I don't know whether you know about this, <laughs> yeah. but rather than turn up at seven o'clock, could we get you there at five o'clock because we want to do this podcast? So grudgingly, he says he'll get there. I mean, he must. We must have said that somebody must have told him before that we were trying to get him, though, because the other oh. thing, though, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> loads of bags more so than anything I'll ever carry to any shoot ever. Yeah. Kind of like this big donkey with all stuff on our backs and everything. Walk up to the door. The door's locked. That's annoying as well. He's <laughs> just there. People singing. Yeah, these these rugby songs and. Dave Wicks is from Down Cornwall and he goes, oh, you know, good Cornish singing and all that. I'm just like, oh, read the room, Dave. Like, oh, I'm nervous here. Like, I'm worried that we're going to get in there and it's our functioning pub. Like, I think we said if we started at, at five, that gives us an hour and a half. 
We started at 20 past or 25 past, did we, I think? Yeah, we started at, at 20 past five. Four chairs neatly laid out. Um, <laughs> three guests to sit in. Th- three guests, one of them <laughs> vacant. So I ended up I ended up playing Alan Evans for the first 15, 20 minutes. I thought we'd slowly eased into a rhythm. And then all of a sudden, um, musical chairs, Alan Evans turns up uh, and nicks my seat. But the good thing that, that I liked was we'd almost had, we'd had three or four hours or give or take in the company of mm. the other the other three and I've met them all before albeit all very briefly or indifferent you know separately before but the rapport was already there and I didn't yeah. know kind of what that vibe would be like with Alan Evans but he quickly took his place in there him and Tony Morley seemed to have a, have a good kind yeah. of rapport <laughs> and it just just seemed to flow to be honest I think we could have got Three hours, four yeah. hours. I think you could have kept them there all day talking. Yeah, jumping ahead towards the end of the podcast, it, it kind of just feel like, oh, it's half six now. Like, sorry to interrupt everyone, but like we've kind of got to wrap it up now, which which was a shame because it, it was like they were just getting into a flow, kind of an <laughs> hour in. Um, you know, made me laugh. It was uh, it was about twenty seven minutes past six, and kind of Dave Wicks, the the organizer, who's put invested a lot of time and energy into sorting this out, kind of wonders over, not quite tapping his watch, but give, giving giving that kind of vibe. And I'm thinking, I need to ask a question to, to wrap all this up. And I just hear, I see out the corner of my eye, Dennis Mortimer <laughs> start saying... We've spoken a lot about the winning the European Cup. Uh, pr- probably we need to look go back this season and really look at winning the league because that enabled us now. That gave us the platform then to go and play in the European Cup final. I'm thinking, Dennis, we've got three minutes here. I've got to, got to try and prompt you a really nice kind of outro, outro type kind of question and response. And I'm thinking, no, 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 we can't go through, can't go through a 42-game 42, 42 season now. Another one of my favourite moments, just because I like the chaos of it all, was when you'd placed the European Cup replica just yeah. perfectly between two of the guests. As it gets nearer to half six and guests start arriving, they're all coming in, it's getting a little bit noisier and the, the bar that we're filming in started to get a little bit busier. And some fans just come up and pick this cup up <laughs> and have the photo taken of it. And it's just it I just, didn't put it back where it was. It just, just makes me laugh. I'm trying to like find a word to describe it on the way back and I think I landed on orchestrated chaos. We all set it up, we knew the venue, we knew what it was going to be like, we wanted those four to chat amongst themselves rather than it be you know, Q&A, Q&A, Q&A. But it's going to be chaos, isn't it? You're asking four, I was going to say middle-aged blokes, but they're, you know, they're even older than that, four people who don't know what, how to record a podcast to film a podcast and, and know what to do. And There are times when they're talking over each other, I think Sid Cowens is looking at us and talking off camera. Like, he said at one point, which I love, he said something like, is this not boring now? Like, We've gone long enough, you're not bored now. And I'm thinking, like, one of the best ever Villa players ever is kind of sitting there going, oh, 1982, boring, mate. Let's let's move on. You want it to be just super slick and stuff. I would rather it be the time that we spent down, the time that me and you spent down chatting all the way there, (laughs) putting the world to rights and all the way back, being in the company, in the natural environment Mm. with Sid and with Tony. For, for most of the day and still what I think is a very very good very very natural podcast Yeah, I'd rather have that than us be closed off in a quiet room in Birmingham for four hours it's all very staged it's all very forced yeah. you know there'll be a few kind of wrinkles around the edges and there'll be a few things where you're going to have to be kind of or, or have already been very very kind of shrewd in the, in the edit tidying things up but I just thought it was um I just thought it was really good. I, I know, I know, I'm not busy mates with Sid and Tony, but 
for three or four hours, I, I kind of felt felt like I was. Well, you, at one point, you went up to to Tony and said, "Come on, Grandad, let's have a photo." And I was thinking, like, the disrespect to that first wall, but it wasn't it wasn't disrespectful at the moment. But it'll give it back as well. Yeah, exactly, do you know yeah. what I mean? And it was. I didn't know he called you fatty early on in the day, which, to be fair, yeah, he set the yeah. precedent, didn't he, for that? But like Sid as well, and we know that he's not not been been very well. But it was great to see him yeah, like kind of into life, falling yeah. into the the company of his old mates, and it's hard to get a word in edgeways with with Tony Morley. Dennis Mortimer, <laughs> yeah. Alan Evans, throwing me into the mix as well in terms of people who could talk. Yeah. Um, it's hard to get a word in edgeways at the best of times, but I felt there was enough involvement from him. You could just see, yeah. kind of like I say, that little glint in his eye. That kind of kind of second half of the podcast is how I envisage it to kind of just go, right, let's hit record, sit and chat amongst yourselves. We'll sit back and kind of take notes, whatever. And there was moments when kind of, I think Dennis Mortimer probably was the best at it of, he was almost asking questions on our behalf, yeah. almost saying to Sid, oh, Sid, how did you remember it? Or, what, you know, what, what did you think of this? And it's that, that's how I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be natural. And I don't think you see that kind of thing done very often for, for podcasts yeah. that um, you can't let your guests just talk. You've always got an interviewer. Yeah. And I know you, you're talking off camera, but it was important to try and get that, that natural side across. And hopefully we did that. You know, we're going to lay it on thick about how far it was and how knackered we we are and how frustrated I was when that lorry was doing a U-turn in the petrol station and I wanted to get home. But it was great. It was really, really great. Thank you for watching the, uh, the Carpenter Podcast and all your continued support as always. And we'll be back. Um, I don't know when this is coming out, so I don't know when we'll be back. Probably a week after this. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back a week later than this uh, and hopefully with more interviews start the summer. You're a big lad, ain't you? <laughs> get off me. Just get off that. Just right. pour me in the nuts. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. Up the villa.